Welcome to Inspired Artist Podcast with me, Porter Singer. I get to speak with Jai Utal today. This is really exciting. And we're going to discuss, as always, a variety of topics. And we just sort of ran the gamut. Um, he has lived such an incredible musical and spiritual life. So uh, we got some really beautiful snippets in this recording that I feel very privileged to have gotten to hear and share with you. We're going to talk about his album, his new one, Dust and Tears, and the influences of medieval and pre-medieval Indian songwriters and psalms and uh, mystical poets and songwriters from way back when in India. Um, he's also going to share some of his earlier life, which I hadn't gotten to hear about, and how he got into yoga, how he met Neem Karoli Baba, his guru. And, oh, and this was an interesting concept. He talked about how he didn't want his recordings to sound so perfect that there wasn't like a roughness and kind of a humanity in it. So I really enjoyed listening to him talk about that. And he has some events coming up that if you are local to the Northern California venues that he will be performing at, I highly recommend you going and checking out um, the specifics of on his website, but there's one that's going on this Sunday in Fairfax, California, and then the following week in Walnut Creek, California, as well as his Kirtan Camp, which just sounds like so much fun that's going on in Mandala Springs, California on um, August 18th. So without further ado, let's get into this. Here we go, Jayutal. All right, hi, welcome. Hi, Porter, thank you. It's so nice to have you. Thank you so much for agreeing to do this. So you just released, uh, well, I don't wanna say just, but your latest album, it has it's, been out. It's pretty new. Uh, yeah. When did we release it? Um, March. I March. Think. Okay. Oh, yeah. So yeah. fine. I'm, you just released. Sure. Um, Dust and Tears. And I heard you talk of a little bit about it on another podcast, actually, because I was curious. Um, but it's it's songs. It's mostly songs, right? Yes. And you were inspired by a Bengali songwriter. Right. Well, the new album, the not, not exactly. Um, I mean, yes, uh, yes, yes, and yes. Well, uh, <laughs> the songs, the, the nine songs are, are all inspired by uh, medieval songwriters. Well, medi medieval and pre-medieval so Indian songwriters. Um, except for two of them which are inspired by old testament psalms oh. and one of them which i play in the banjo is is kind of inspired by old-timey appalachian music but the last track yeah the last track yeah. yes so so but the inspiration for the album you know it came i came uh, a, a while ago uh, you know, we all have these books. I, we all, I mean, many of us have books of, of, of poems by uh, mystic poets from India, from Persia. You know, there's so many books of poems. And it, it occurred to me that these actually were songs and not poems, almost mm -hmm. all of them. Uh, you know, we call them poets now because we don't, we can't hear their melodies and we can't, you know, hear how these 
songs were sung, but they were songs. These 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 mystics were songwriters. And um, one day, um, I was just hanging out, and my wife was looking through some of these books. My my wife Nubia, and I came into the room with my guitar and just kind of lay down. I was feeling very lazy. I lay, put my head on a pillow and was strumming the guitar. And she read a line from one of these songs, and I started singing it. And we looked at each other and, and we said, "Wow, this is what we should work on." And uh, we worked collaboratively on all the lyrics. And each song, you know, has a has a a, a, a seed, I guess you could say, from a song of one of these ancient songwriters. The project uh, it took a while because because well first of all being very busy and then pandemic and all the stuff that we had to do uh during that time to maintain connection with with our community and as well as to maintain an income mm -hmm. and um but we worked on it sporadically and and until we realized well we have an album's worth of material and and the songs well first of all um collaborating with my wife was was such a beautiful thing we hadn't done it before um yeah. you know to this extent we hadn't done it before and um really working on on fine-tuning the lyrics and you know seeing what i could sing, uh, creating what i could sing comfortably and then then came the recording process which uh started out remotely you know because it was during the pandemic toward the end but still and then then you know then by the end of the recording process we were people were getting together in the studio and we were doing it mm -hmm. anyway so um i love the album and somehow taking this inspiration made me well i had already felt this but really i felt you know even more deeply a part of this ancient stream of mm. of of devotion this ancient stream of um you know particularly from the indian tradition of 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 singing your longing you know singing uh singing to to god in in such a personal way you know as like just a, almost like a, as a lover you know and and the songs are very heartbreaking, most of them, but at the same time, you know, is this again, this is not, not new, but it was a rediscovery of this mystical reality of when you sing the most heart-wrenching emotions and direct them towards spirit, uh, something changes and you, and you feel joy and presence. Mm. You know, and so yeah, so um, that's kind of the where that where the album came from. What one of the 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 song "Dust and Tears," the title song, is as as you said, um, based on a, a, some songs from a Bengali uh, singer named Chandi Das, who who is very very close to my heart. Mm. So when you oh go ahead, what were you gonna say? I was just gonna show you the album cover. And so that people know this, this is actually my first album uh, that I've that I've made vinyl. Oh, okay. You know, uh, um, I have so many CDs. We well, we also made CDs, and yeah. and 
because I can't stand for music to just be in the cloud. I, I, I just don't, can't, I don't like it. Uh, <laughs> and for anybody who's, who's interested, they can go to my website. Well, not only to purchase it, but what, what I was going to say is that I, I wrote very detailed liner notes about all the songs oh. and the, ins what, the inspiration for the songs and, and the process around them, as well as all the, the song credits, you know, the album credits. It's funny. My son is 18 and, and several months ago, I, I was working on the liner notes and he, and he asked me what I was doing. I said, working on the liner notes. And he said, what are liner notes? <laughs> and, you know, because it's a lost art. And, yeah. and, um, and I, I know that most people won't follow the link uh, to go to my website to, to read them. But I put a lot into them and, and some people will, will read them. Yeah. Is it available as a download as well? Is, is that yes, yes even, it, yeah. it's a PDF download. Oh, gotcha. Okay, yeah, and a, a free download. And yeah. and and Nubia, my wife, um, designed it into. It's like it's almost like a booklet. Yeah, um, yeah that's so really it's, cool. It's pretty I, cool. Yeah, that's that is one aspect of having a physical copy is being able to I remember like thumbing through and being I mean because it used to be the only access that you had to lyrics you know we couldn't yeah. google you couldn't google someone and be like what did that person say um so that's that's really lovely I love that when when you were writing a song from that album for example it so it sounds to me like and you can correct me if I'm wrong you took an inspiration and then opened that up you you allowed yourself to create around that it wasn't yes. like pulling words necessarily from the text from no there there might be a phrase you know okay so it was a um, combination yeah uh, yeah there, there was a couple of phrases or at least a phrase for each song but then then we kind of uh expanded it to just the way way we think and the way we speak and the way we um um yeah, you know, and the way I could sing. Yeah. So, so it certainly wasn't just taking a text and putting it to music. Right. It was right. just l reading a text, and and you know finding a key line, and and it's like, well, okay, where do we, where can we go with that? Yeah, I would imagine that would give you a a much more or like a visceral experience of perhaps or a connection to what that person may have been experiencing and why they wrote it and. I think so. Yeah, there's one song from um, a singer named Surdas, who was, I think, 14th century in India, which is oh, quite a long time ago. And the phrase was, love is an awkward thing. It ripples the mind with waves. And I was like, I remember, I, I remember listening to you hear that. And I thought that was such an interesting line. Will you tell me about that? Well, well, I what can I tell you? It's like, <laughs> I, it, it makes me think that that people were not so different a 1000 years ago as they are today. You know, anyone you, you fall in love and, and, and you're so vulnerable, and you become so like, well, in a way, lo love allows you to, or makes you safe enough to feel and express your fear. Because you know, when you really love someone, you're really attached to them. Uh, 
there's always the fear of losing them, mm-hmm. right? And particularly in the beginning, you know, and, and love, it, love is an awkward thing. It, I don't know how to explain it. I, I, I feel like the words are so evocative that, that trying to explain it almost <laughs> uh, messes it up because it might mean something slightly different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know in myself, Well, love is, you know, it's the best thing. And at this, at the same time, it's where you are the most vulnerable, yeah. where you are the most um, strong and shaky at the same time. That, that makes sense? That yeah. Makes sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was also thinking as you were saying love, I'm like, I wonder what the the word was because we have one word for love, but I know in was it what, what language was it written? And I would imagine that there would be multiple words for the word love. I, I, this this was medieval Bengali, which is not, you know, <laughs> gosh, wow. you, you're right. There, there, there's no way of knowing. Yeah. You know, we we saw one translation. Um, that's a good point, and yeah. you know, but it it, it also. You know, there's such a mystery. Um, it, it, reading this, the the lyrics of 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 songs by these a- ancient people, even even the, the Psalms of David, and what and uh, what one of the Psalms that I sing is it's actually Psalm 91 um, on the album. I call it "Cover Cover Me with Your Feathers," and that's attributed to Moses. And we think, can you imagine? Well, we can only imagine. What 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 did Moses's song sound like? Mm-hmm. You know, what did King David's voice and little harp sound like? You know, because mm-hmm. the Lord is my shepherd. How did he sing that? You know, we've heard that in a million versions. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was his voice? And then Mirabai, you know, one of the great, great songs, uh, mystic women, saints of, of India. So many songs, you know, she left behind so many songs and, and people in India, uh, you know, compose music for her songs all, all the time. Uh, mm. There's barely a concert of classical singing where it isn't ended or closed with one of Mirabai's songs, but, wow. but, but the melodies are, are composed by, you know, people modern people based on indian ragas of course but but we don't know what her voice sounded like and we have no idea she's always depicted as holding a a one-stringed instrument called an ektar ektar um so maybe that's what she played you know but what did her voice sound like there's stories about hanuman you know singing and um that's not not on my album but there's there's legends and stuff and um you know we can never know what his voice was yeah wow yeah that's the i guess the beauty of recorded music there's also kind of a beauty in in not knowing and being able to imagine and therefore create what you did because if you maybe if it had been concrete it wouldn't have been you know a possibility to elaborate on i don't know yeah no i i i think so too there there's a um there's something there's something, you know, very expansive about just kind of using your imagination. Mm. And, um, there's a story, uh, again, this is a complete 
digression, but I got it just came to my mind and I just got to share it. It's all digressions you know, here all the time. So, <laughs> okay. There, there's a legendary um, uh, mystic, uh, w one of the um, eter uh, immortals in the Indian mythology named Narada. And, and Narada uh, is, is depicted as, as a musician playing a veena, the ancient uh, Indian stringed instrument, and flying around the world on, on a dove. Uh, I'm uh, sorry, on a swan. And he, he was cursed when he was very young to never be able to stay in one place for more than one night because of, of pride. And, and his pride came from the... the belief and probably the truthful realization that he was and perhaps we can say is uh the most beautiful singer in the universes the multiple universes and all of his songs were in praise of vishnu so so the story is that uh hanuman the monkey god uh in his elder years was Elder years. He's also an immortal, so I don't know what his <laughs> what does his elder years mean. But anyway, um, he's sitting in uh, the Himalayas and he's chanting Ram, 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 as he does, as his mantra. And so Narada flies by and sees Hanuman and, and they see each other and they say, Narada, hey, buddy, Hanuman, hey, buddy. And Hanuman says, Narada, please sing a song for me. And Narada sings, uh, you know, this beautiful, beautiful, unbearably beautiful hymn to Lord uh, Vishnu Narayan. And and Hanuman is so visibly moved. It's just like, this is, thank you so much. This is the most beautiful song. Then just kind of be to, kind of to be polite, uh, but without, you know, really respecting. Narada says, well, now you sing a song. You sing a song for me. Thinking, you know, well, you know he's a monkey so you know <laughs> we can't expect much but but just you know to be a to be a nice immortal it's <laughs> uh, important that's going to sing a song so hanuman at first says no but then then finally he says okay i will and he starts singing the song and and his devotion is is so intense and and comes through so strongly and in his song and the song is so beautiful and so filled with feeling and so filled with like with no ego you know just like oh just complete love that that the stones and the boulders start to melt and 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 they start to melt around narda and when hanuman finishes his song the stones harden again and and narda is stuck by the stones and um he says oh he's you know really humbled and he says oh the devotion in your song you know even the mountain was crying and that's why the rocks melted mm -hmm. oh, i'm you know i'm so sorry i had that condescending attitude but please to be a favor sing it again so that the stones will melt again and i can um move on to my next destination <laughs> so yes yeah, so hanuman does and, and that's what happened but you know it just shows that in the the devotional tradition in india it's it's 
all about the feeling. It's all about the heart. And uh, through some, you know, through, I don't know how or why, but I feel so much gratitude and, and just like honored to be part of that ancient, ancient stream. Hmm. Nothing, nothing melts when I sing, but, but, but I think a lot of hearts probably melt when you sing. Well, I hope, <laughs> I hope so, but, I, but the, but the rocks and the mountains don't. <laughs> that's, that's a really beautiful. Yeah. That, that made me think that there's, there's definitely a different expectation and, um, awareness that comes when you come to like a spiritual concert, like you do, or you listen to a CD that's like yours that it's not about the vocal performance as much as it is about the feeling that's conveyed in it. And that's really beautiful. Yeah. You know, when I was recording it, um, I found that there were times that, that, well, it's, you know, difficult. You, you might experience this too, the perfectionism <laughs> and, and in, in recording and just in life. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a it's a problem perfectionism so anyway um there was a couple of moments where i felt like i i was trying too hard to sing perfectly and and the singing came out good you know but i i said to my co-producer my my buddy the guy who i've worked on almost all my albums was ben lineback oh yeah he's been on the podcast oh nice okay and talk about perfectionism he wanted to edit his podcast <laughs> yes. Yeah, so sometimes we were, we were like a bad adorable. combination. <laughs> but so I, I called after doing a song. I called him. I said, Ben, you know, I wanted to do it. He said, Why? It's perfect. I said, Yeah, that's the problem. Um, um, I want. I wanted to not try so hard and and just just feel a little bit more, but not so. You know, I don't want it to be awful. <laughs> but, but um but i i want it to be a little bit more rough around the edges which is because i personally feel a little rough around the edges mm. you know just the way i am and and speaking of that um today is the birthday of my favorite or one of my most favorite artists who's very rough around the edges bob dylan oh okay yes very and much you, <laughs> and you know i i from the beginning up till now, his re recent rele release, I love his voice. And there's a guy who's, who, uh, you know, I don't know him. I don't know if he's per a perfectionist as far as his lyrics, mm -hmm. but his voice has always been very rough, you know? Mm -hmm. And yet the authenticity of it, um, it moves me so much. Mm -hmm. you know, I'm like a super fan. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, you know, uh, Yes, as you said, um, I don't even think it's just spiritual music. I think that what touches the listener um, is the humanity and it is the authentic humanity. You mm -hmm. know, I, I can see musicians and who are like complete virtuosos and I, I really like really dig it for a, a while, maybe a mm -hmm. song. Mm -hmm. After that, it's like, nah, not that interested. Yeah. What really interests us, I interest not the right word, but what really moves us is is what comes from the heart. Mm -hmm. And 
yeah, that's what I've tried to do my whole life. Yeah. Your uh, guru, that was that was the one and only teaching, as I understand it, right? I mean, Kroli Baba, love. Well, uh, love, love, and love people and feed people. Hmm. Yeah, and, and well, he would say, you know, love people, feed people, and and try to remember God, hmm. and or just remember God. Uh, that's what, you know. You can say love people, feed people, and remember God. Hmm. It sounds so simple, but you know, it's kind of the essence, and it's it's not. I mean, it's simple, but it's the hardest. It, it's hard, right? Mm. It's easy. It's way easier said than done. Mm. Um, but uh, you know, I just gave some clues. They're like, well, what if I can't love somebody? I'll feed them. <laughs> you know, so so that, and that can mean many things. You know, mm. and and he he would tell the Westerners around him, um, he would always, you know, we would sit with him for a while and he never gave lectures, he never gave discourses. But after some time, he would tell us to like, go to the other side of the courtyard and sing Kirtan. Hmm. And, you know, at the time, the handful of Westerners that was there, we, we didn't know much about Kirtan, we knew a little, so we would just sing a little bit that we knew, you know. Um, and not everyone who was with him, Westerners, went on to have Kirtan be a big part of their life, but a bunch of us did. Hmm. And, and I always, I've said this before, and, I've, and I feel it so strongly that Maharaji planted the seed, um, the seed of longing, uh, the seed, seed of presence, you know, with the two things go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. And then, um, gave us well to speak for myself gave me the 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 tool to water the seed and the tool being mantra and singing mm. singing mantra and uh where were yeah. you picking up the the kirtan that you did know was he instructing or were you just listening to other people do it or like how did it come well, to be yours he never instructed um I, before I went to India, you know, I went to India in 1971 and um, I was 19 bordering on 20 and I had been part of a yoga group in, in the U.S. Uh, before that. So, the, so this is quite a while ago, you know, I was a teenager and I, I was initiated into this yoga society, quote unquote, and uh, the Indian teacher of that. Can, can I just pause you there? How did that come to be? How did you as a 17 year old? Like, is that a, is that a quick? Is that something that you're willing to tell me about? That seems like an interesting well, well, thing for a 17 year old. You know, when I was like 15 <laughs> in New York City, um, I began to to you know, like get intimations of India and Indian things. And, and hmm. the heart, I think when I was 16, the Hare Krishnas started in New York, uh, Prabhupada who started the Hare Krishna movement came to New York and I, and I heard the Hare Krishna, you know, I don't know how they didn't sing very well at that point either, but, <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I saw them at, at a, a big gathering in Central Park in Manhattan. And, and it was, I was very, very attracted to the, to the 
to what they were doing. I wasn't attracted to the robes. I wasn't attracted to the externals. Mm. But I was really attracted to the to you know what this kind of practice that they were the repetition, you know, and mm-hmm. and the vibe of it. And and then I I would I went to all the record stores, particularly in the village, and and found everything I could find of, of well Indian classical which was more available but what what really intrigued me was you know indian folk music and mm-hmm. indian street music and which is primarily all devotional mm-hmm. i would say that the classical music is devotional as well but it but it's you know it's a little different and and um so then i went to college very briefly in in portland oregon and ali akbar khan mm-hmm. who was the greatest of the great Indian classical musicians yeah. performed at the school uh, on the eve of, um, you know, first classes, and um, just blew me away. So I I stayed there for one semester. I failed music, I failed, <laughs> I failed religion, and, uh, and I and I came down to the Bay That's so Area. So beautiful. I, know, I love to say it. <laughs> Not in the well, long term, true. just just yeah, by right. that standard. So, so I came to the Bay Area where Ali Akbar Khan had, and it still exists, his school of classical music, classical Indian music. Um, oh, okay. He passed away, I guess it was about 15 years ago, but I became his student. And, um, you know, I was a hippie and, and uh, it, you know, the Beatles went to India and India it was mm. like India, everything India. And... Um, then this yoga teacher came to town and and i uh you know i was interested and and i i said i want to learn this and so we i I learned yoga and and the you know i mean i learned yoga i learned i studied yoga put it that way and and he was also (laughs) he shared a whole bunch of kirtan with us different kirtan mantras and very simple melodies and at the time i put him to guitar some of the melodies and we really had fun with it, and and also I, I was deep into my studies with Ali Akbar Khan, and I stayed on and off studying with him, really till he died. Um, I, you know, I was a, I will say I was an irregular student, yeah. but but I was, uh, you know, very much. I feel like extended family of theirs. You know, I I, I took guitar lessons to his son and went off over to his house often and and but but anyway um what instrument was he teaching you or was it singing or sarode oh it's a 25 string instrument you know it no i just read that on your bio that he was a sarode player so and i i actually have been to the well i went to the store i've never been to the music um school but i don't think Uh, that exists anymore the store it does it does oh oh the the store moved to berkeley and has a different name oh okay Um, that was an amazing store yeah so so they took it out of the the garage there where it was for so many years and um i think it's got a different owner but it's still the same you know, same people working there, and the same, you know, same people repairing instruments and importing instruments. Oh, cool. It's called it's it's called either Musicians <laughs> Mall or Musicians Mart. I I'm not exactly sure. I, I don't uh-huh. remember. And and the school is still there, and and 
the main teacher is our African son, Alam, who, who okay. is a magnificent musician. He's, um, I think he's in his mid thirties, I guess. Uh, okay. Not, not totally sure. And, um, yeah, we're still friends. And in fact, we were just texting each other this morning and, um, uh, anyway, so back to what you asked. So, so the yoga teacher came and, you know, just was traveling through and then I learned some kirtans. He made a, a retreat. We, so we had a, like a week long yoga and kirtan retreat. And, you know, I was very young and, but I really liked it. And, and then. This is all I, before you're 17. Uh, well, I, I went to India when I was 19. So. Was, oh, okay. Okay. I thought you were. It was okay. about when I was 17, okay. approximately. Okay. So, then and um uh well yeah you know seeing the Hare Krishnas and being uh all that and just yeah I was around 15 or so then um but then so so then I went to India to actually meet the guru of this yoga teacher um but anyway when I got to India all the plans changed and everything was up uh, that I that I thought was a solid ag agenda Draw it just wasn't <laughs> the rug was pulled out and you know that's a long long story but but uh a week later i was with neem Crowley baba in vrindavan now i wasn't at the time at that point i wasn't looking for a guru i, I kind of felt like okay i i'm over that <laughs> and um but uh after some time maharaji I guess, entered my heart, I guess you could say. Um, and then, well, in Maharaji Neem Kroli Baba's temples and ashrams, there's 24-hour kirtan being sung. And um, some of it is very rustic and very, you know, maybe monotonous a little. Not, I don't mean monotonous, boring. I mean like repetitive one, one tone oh, okay, <laughs> like right, right. just a monotone or uh, not exactly we, sure what the word yeah is. yeah and, and and some of the kirtan was unbelievably beautiful the melodies and and so that was this the soundtrack pretty much of of my whole you know experience with maharaji um because i was in india for that trip for just four months my visa expired and i wasn't able to re renew it and then when I went back to India, um, Maharaji had left his body, had passed. Um, but I still spent most of my time in his temples and his ashrams and, mm -hmm. and excuse me, and then, you know, uh, listened to, to those beautiful, beautiful singers that, that were employed by the temples uh, to keep the mantras going and going and going and going. And, and gradually, Kirtan which at first was just fun, you know, like, that's fun. G gradually, it, it kind of, um, <laughs> it's still fun. I'm not saying it stopped being fun. <laughs> but but I, it, you know, it began to come from and go to a much, much, much deeper place in me, you know, a place of pain, a place of um, woundedness, you know, and, and then the singing and the music became like a, a healing process for me yeah. and and i never 
for a minute imagined that it could become a healing process for anyone else you know so hmm. like a after a couple of albums that i made i think it was after beggars and saints i started getting uh emails and letters from people saying how <laughs> much my music and my singing had helped was ha helping them in their through really dark times in their lives and hmm. and at first i you know i had really hard time it kind of went like this to me because i thought well how is that possible you know it just can't be possible because well i thought that my music was so sad that um how could that help anybody <laughs> through <laughs> sadness why did uh, you think your music was sad was was that album sad i'm not familiar with it um or because sad. it was like healing, because you were going through like a healing process, so it felt sad? Well, I think I hadn't quite realized that, like, like, Dust and Tears, mm -hmm. those songs, most of them, not all of them, but most of them are very sad songs. And I guess what, what I hadn't quite put my mental finger on at the time was how songs that are filled with um all the deep and perhaps dark emotions uh, like they transmute those dark emotions um <sighs> now that's 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 a bit of magic you know and mm. and mystery i don't I, I couldn't explain why that is but i i know it to be true uh, and so, yeah, um, Be Beggars and Saints, Shiva Station, it's like beautiful albums, I feel, but it, they were dark periods of my life. Mm. Um, well, dark and light, you know, because um, I had Maharaji as a, as a guiding light, my guru, through, through all those periods, but, um, but that's you know maybe i'm just like maybe i'm just like sad song mr sad song <laughs> but, but but i but i think to me the songs make me happy mm -hmm. be, be, being able to express those all those feelings which we all have you know everybody has such a multitude of 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 colors inside of them and we mostly only uh choose to locate ourselves in in the you know comfortable emotions hmm. but but singers you know and musicians i think have a little bit of um it's not everybody but have a little bit of a key to access and express and and transform all hmm. those emotions in, into well you know it's not like happy go lucky happy but ah oh, you know a sense of peace and and joy hmm. does that make sense absolutely that's real that was really beautiful that that makes a lot of sense to me absolutely i write a lot of sad songs so <laughs> i can relate yeah. but but what's what's uh i mean when i listen to dust and tears i suppose i don't necessarily hear sad songs i totally understand why why you would describe them that way um 
because there seems to be a hopefulness in them. I mean, it, it's not like, and we're all screwed, you know, like that's not the, <laughs> that's not the message. <laughs> I, I think that the, the emotion of like longing um, for spirit uh, and, you know, the, the simultaneous hmm. emotions of feeling separate from that and at the same time feeling present, feeling its presence, it, yeah. him, hers presence yeah. is really different than depression. You know, depression and hopelessness is, well, there are songs of depression and hopelessness, but uh, that's a slightly different subject. <laughs> yes, you know? yes, indeed. Um, yeah, it's hard. You know, I don't like to listen to hopelessness very much. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's, I, I was listening to Brene Brown talk about her, her Atlas of the Heart book, which is all the emotions she like goes through. She's cataloged all these emotions. And um, one that was particularly interesting to me was bittersweet, which I don't quite understand how it's an emotion, but like the, the feeling of bittersweetness where I think it's like that experience of, of, um, of the contrast, like of knowing what it's like to be uplifted, but then also feeling like you're separate from that feeling sometimes, but you can't really, you can't really, uh, feel that upliftment or that love without knowing it's opposite, you know, or you can't appreciate it as much. Right. Yeah. I think that the bit that if you call it a feeling that of bittersweetness, I, it's very profound. It's very poignant. You know, like right now, um, you know, our son is 18 and he's a great guy and he's, and he's an amazing musician. And, you know, we, we bond a lot, you know, I think a lot more than most 18 year old sons with their fathers. Um, You know, we play music together. We jam together. We, uh, he plays in my band. Okay. And, um, you know, it's really, it's really awesome. And, and at the same time in October, he's going away to a music college in LA mm. and thankfully LA is not that far, <laughs> but, um, you know, I'm so happy for him and I'm so proud of him. And I also am so aware that this is like a really great next step for him. And I'm also like, my heart is breaking that my, my buddy, my, my boy is going to be leaving home. Mm. And, and I, I know I'm not the first parent to go through this, you know, um, but that's a very bittersweet feeling, yeah. you know? So, yeah, you know, the, and like, you know, going to India um, after my guru, had left his body going to his temples you know so such a strong vibe there and and such a beautiful vibe and yet yet also the kind of the bitterness and it's not bitter you know but that that poignant sadness of well he, he's not there um yeah 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 uh-huh. i i this is a switch but i realized we i i want to I want to talk about your concerts that are coming up because you have a few and also a retreat. Um, so I know there's one coming up on Sunday. Do you want to talk about that? Yes, it's very last minute for people, but uh, <laughs> Sunday, this coming Sunday on the, on the 28th. Um, well, let me preface to say that 
that, you know, for, for quite a while, I've been um, not wanting to travel much. And, and, you know, it was after like a life of touring and touring and touring. Mm. And it was very, very hard to pull back from it because, you know, it becomes your way of being. But the pandemic kind of um, forced me to not, to stay home. And what I, what I found was, although I missed playing music with people and singing with people and singing for people, you know, I did not miss the traveling at all. And I really fully embraced <laughs> being a homebody and you know i'm in my 70s and it's like just a it's a different thing so what i've been trying to do is is more local stuff even though it's smaller you know um and it's more humble but but still beautiful so so this sunday is just in a, a yoga studio in fairfax in california where the town we live in it's called padma padma yoga or padma yoga fairfax and um it's at 6 p.m. And uh, yeah, if anybody's in the area, <laughs> please come. It's going to be really fun. And then next Saturday, yeah, I think it's a Saturday, the 3rd, June 3rd, I'll be singing at, at a yoga studio uh, in um, uh, Walnut Creek over the other side of uh, over the East Bay for people. This is also local. Um, it's, it's called Indigo Yoga. And I think that it also starts at six, but you, people can go to my website and see that. Um, so I'm really looking forward to both of those and, and to doing more and more local, smaller things for my local community that, that feeds me and feeds others too. Now it's not, you know, big career stuff, right? Uh, but it seems, it seems to suit me right now. Um, I wanna say that in, August, August, let me look, I told you before, but I can't remember. It's the weekend uh, of August 18th, you had said. I remember because that's my brother's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. So for like, prior to pandemic, for 18 years, twice a year, my wife and I and several other um, musicians and artists, but but we hosted Kirtan camps every, every summer in a, in a, you know, in the Bay Area or just like close to the Bay Area and every winter in, you know, amazing places like Guatemala, Costa Rica, Brazil, India, oh. faraway places. And well, then pandemic came and, and we uh, we converted our Kirtan camp to an online experience. And, and, and you know, really my wife activated that because I didn't quite think that was possible. But it it, be, it was possible, and it is very very beautiful. And we're 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 doing a, one of the camps now online. It's already started. It's a little into it, and we will be doing it more. Hmm. But uh, we haven't done an in person retreat, so you know it's four years now. So we're we we started out with the idea of doing a full on Kirtan camp, but then we just like you know it's been a while. Let's move into this more humbly, I guess. And so, so we're doing a weekend and it's yoga. My, Nubia is a yoga teacher. She's been teaching yoga since she was 16 and yeah. uh, she's just something else. She's really, really special. I would call her a healer, but she would never use that word for herself. Um, anyway, it's a yoga and, and Kirtan retreat at this beautiful place called Mandala Springs. It's about two and a half hours north of where we live. Um, 
we live in in Fairfax. Well, we're in the process of moving, but it's still in the area. And um, that's also on my website. And that we're really looking forward to that because, you know, when you're when you spend a weekend with a bunch of people, um, you know, very quickly, it becomes very intimate and mm. very like, like a very beautiful group experience where you know everyone's sharing from their hearts and we're all singing together and practicing together and um yeah i'm really looking forward to that you know the kirtan camps the annual kirtan camps were my always my favorite events of the year mm-hmm. because you know i get nervous i'm shy I'm, i get nervous i get uh you know i go to a place with, you know with a new group of people for an evening of kirtan I, I love it, and it always takes me a while to kind of settle, you know what I mean, and, and not feel self-conscious. <clears throat> but at the Kirtan camps, you know, that well, I get through that in the first night, and then we have six, six <laughs> days together, and it's, you know, it's just so different. So, yeah, I, I would love people to come to that. That sounds so fun. You have a, as I understand it, you have a band there, right? And at, at Mandela Springs, it's just going to for for the kirtans. It's going to be me and a percussionist. Oh, that's all. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> for for the for the concert this weekend, it's me and uh, another singer who also plays harmonium and a couple of other instruments. For the one in the week after, we'll have a a percussionist and a bass player and just you know more of a, a little bit more of a thing. And for some of my concerts, I have a full on band. Like in November, this is. I know this is far away, but on November 28th in Berkeley, there's a great venue. It's called the Freight and, Freight and Salvage. It's been, you know, hosting non-mainstream music for 50 years. And it's a nonprofit. It's a great place. And so f- for that concert, we'll have full-on bass, uh, drums, percussionists, electric guitar, saxophone, trombone, uh, choir, you know, so so it runs the gamut. It's yeah. Like, but it gives people the opportunity to have, you know, even with guitar and percussion or whatever you're going to be playing, because yeah. I know you play a lot yeah. of things. Um, but that gives people like a really fun kind of backing backup to explore yeah. their, you know, their their music, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. very much so. And uh, gosh, I'd love to see. see one thing that we we always did in our kirtan camps is we we call you know we at some point we would make a circle and and ask everybody we would never force anybody but ask everybody to lead kirtan to the group for a minute mm-hmm. and and uh, you know we we had like a little hot potato you know a shaker potato that we'd pass around and, and anybody who didn't feel ready for it up for it was no pressure because because I don't believe that that kind of pressure is yeah. you know it's i just want it to be a kind ex- experience but seeing people who who never sang before and and seeing them lead the kirtan that the looks on their own faces is just so beautiful and then also teaching uh harmonium to people who wanted to learn it who'd never done anything with music and you know like kind of taking away the 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 mystery of course you know becoming you know really good on an instrument on any instrument is, is a lifelong 
that's a lifelong journey. But to 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 just be able to play a couple of simple things, mm-hmm. it's not that hard. And 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 you know, seeing how people light up that you know everybody can be at least in their own homes, everybody can be a musician and experience that super joy that comes from playing music. I mean, you know, my son's a musician and and we know we talk and he sees, you know, being a musician on one hand, it's not an easy life, but on the other hand, it's the best. (laughs) (laughs) Huge pro there. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for for doing this. I loved hearing a little tiny snippet of your um, amazing exploration through mantra and yoga and teachers and travel. And so thank you so much for for coming. Really appreciate it for for hosting me. (laughs) Let me do one one more plug for my. Oh, yeah. And you know, you can you can get signed CDs and signed vinyl from my website and, and as well as like (laughs) Uh, at risk of sounding like crass commercialization you have like a lot of nice t-shirts and hoodies and all kinds of stuff so um that is jayutal.com nice and all those links will be in the show notes you can click on that easily and yeah i think that's that's a wrap thank you so much (laughs) thank you porter thank you so much Thanks for tuning into the podcast, y'all. Please like, subscribe, rate, comment, whatever the platform you listen to podcasts on offers you as a way to let its algorithm know that you're enjoying these episodes. That really helps. Also, there's some links in the podcast description notes that allow you to support the podcast in a way that benefits you and us. So please check those out. And if you'd like to stay in touch with me, you can sign up for my mailing list at portersinger.com. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye.